Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, the lady who does a phenomenal job of covering the Guardians for MLB.com. She's all over this series. She's Mandy Bell. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how are you? We're okay. Let, let me yeah. start with this. Shane Bieber against Nestor Cortez. Nestor's mustache, yay or nay, in this day and age. Can a guy pull that off, or does he need the goatee or the beard? Uh, I'm not a big facial hair person, so I would go nay, but I'm sure there's a large group of people pay for it. I think he's trying to be Freddie Mercury or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I don't know. Now, he can pitch. We know that. I love the pitching matchup tonight. I, I told Andy earlier, I expect Bieber to go out and give the Guardians a chance to win tonight. It's about all you can ask. Would you be stunned if he doesn't? I, I think I would. I mean, the way that he's pitching right now has been really impressive. He's found a groove. Um, and I really think that that's going to continue. I know you think back to 2020 whenever he pitched against them in the postseason and it didn't go well. His numbers against the Yankees are really not that great in general, but I think that he's just, he's found this, this groove that he's gotten into it really since like the end of July. And it just keeps getting better and better. We saw him last Friday and the way that he pitched in the wild card against the Rays, it just seems inevitable at this point that he's just going to keep figuring out ways to be really, really good. So um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't continue that, but he's definitely going to need to do that because I really think that Cortez is going to be difficult on Guardians offense. Man, do you think they're getting this one in tonight? I, I, there's just so much talk about rain, and I, just, I was looking 70-some percent. What, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, I think they're going to want to, but it, it's, it's really <laughs> not looking great. But um, the forecast is at least a little better, maybe, than was like yesterday or the day before, but uh, it's it's going to be really difficult for them to, to try to get this in. It, it wouldn't be surprising if it does get uh, end up getting moved to tomorrow. Uh, that would. I, and then how does that bode for our rotation if we end up going to tomorrow? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is that Shane Bieber wouldn't be available if it gets to Game Five for coming back on short rest. I mean, turning around from Thursday to Monday is way different than turning around Friday to Monday, and so. In that situation, if it would get to a, a critical winner-take-all game five situation, you would have to have someone like Aaron Savali run out there. And so um, I know, at least from Cleveland perspective, it would definitely be better to have Bieber as that option if they would like to go with him on short rest. 
Steve Vine was going on short rest, which I'm sure he would be more than fine um, doing that from his perspective. So I think that's a little bit, uh, I think that would be the biggest thing that you want to make sure that you at least have that option of turning to Bieber on Monday. Mandy Bell joining us, covers the Guardians for MLB.com and does a, a great job with that and everything else she writes for MLB.com. Two things have stunned me here, and it's only three games. It's a really short sample size. Four runs in three games, all produced by home runs, and only three Guardians batting more than 167 in the postseason. Boy, that's not the team we saw during the regular season, Mandy. Why? No, it's not. It's it's absolutely not. And, I mean, it's quite the adjustment because you're at least in the regular season used to getting a – number three, number four, number five starter at different times. Uh, you're you're going to run into guys who aren't the elite level that you're now seeing in Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glass now, and Garrett Cole, and eventually about to be Nestor Cortez. I, you don't really get a, a day off in the postseason. And so um, the, the offense is just going to have to try to make those adjustments. And it, that's why the runs have been scored on, on home runs, because it's getting – stringing hits together against elite pitching like this is just so difficult. And that's why the postseason is so dominated by home runs because that's how you sort of need to get your, your runs because it's like, well, you're going to get one, that one mistake that you need to make sure you take advantage of. It's not like it's going to be consecutive on most nights. So uh, I think that's the adjustment that they're trying to make. Maybe you can feel like that, that moment's pretty big for them. Um, but if they can start getting back to that scrappy style of play where they at least can get the ball in play and force the defense to make a mistake or at least just force the defense to make the play um, instead of striking out as much as they've been striking out, I think that can at least be a small step back into their their type of play, Um, and I think that could help them at least a little bit more than what they've been doing so far. Uh, but it's definitely going to be tough, and we've seen it since the beginning of the postseason that this is their style of play is just not the easiest to win in October. Mandy, what was the feeling after the game, and maybe heading into this thing? I mean, sometimes when you've been around a team long enough, you can kind of get a read for the clubhouse. Or I mean, was there's this feeling of oh man, it was a playoffs, or it was just one game, or I, I know Tito, you know, stresses you know it's one game, all you can do is win tonight's game, kind of thing. But I, I'm just wondering if you got a feel for the clubhouse afterwards, if it was different than than it would be after a regular loss. Yeah, for Tito, he's the same regardless. Yeah. It seems like he is as steady as anyone can possibly be. So um, there's nothing different from him. But you could definitely tell that inside the clubhouse, they were they were pretty frustrated. A lot of guys were pretty short in their, their answers and when we were talking with them after that loss. So you could tell that one stung a little bit more than the regular season, which it should. I mean, it makes sense. This game, this all makes uh, – this is a situation where so many people doubted them and didn't think they would get here, and they so desperately want to prove that they belong. Um, so you could tell that they were really, really angry. They were really frustrated that that's how it ended up going. Um, and it seems like they have that chip on their shoulder a little bit of, we really want to prove everyone wrong, and we so we want to do this so badly, and we just couldn't do it, and that the frustration was there. Um, but if that can fuel them rather than stand in their way, it could be really good energy, especially for this young team to keep using to to find ways to be successful the way they sort of have all year using that chip on the shoulder mentality. So um, 
it seemed like they were, I mean, Stephen Kwan always says it, and every time you talk to him, like, you could tell even he was frustrated, which you don't see that much from him. Uh, but he just kept saying, like, look, we, I think we're really great of having a short-term memory. I think we're really great at moving on pretty quickly, and, and we'll be ready to turn the page. And having that weird off day, I guess, probably between games one and game, and game two, it was just uh, easier maybe to, to flush that real quick and turn the page and, and focus on the next one. Mandy Bell joining us, MLB.com. The youth of this team was celebrated during the regular season, Mandy, and, and for great reason. Now, youngest team in Major League Baseball, they played great. They won the division by a bunch. They made the postseason. Do you think that's been an issue in the postseason, the youth of this team? Has it been on display, or has that not been the, any part of the problem? I think it's hard to say it hasn't been at least some of the problem. They're all so young, and they're so inexperienced. So many of these guys haven't been in this position before. I mean, you start thinking about the veterans of this team, Um like Shane Bieber is a veteran of this team, and he's only had one game of postseason experience heading into this. These guys are really, really new to this. So it's hard for that not to be an obstacle to overcome. I mean, it, it, the postseason is just a different animal. And, and, yes, you can get through the regular season of learning and developing through that um, it's rare to be able to be as successful as they were in the regular season, uh, being so young, as young as they were, and they were able to figure that out. And so it was, it was enjoyable to watch. It was fun to watch, but it's even harder to do in the postseason just because the lights are so bright. The talent is unbelievable every single night. There's no weak spots. And they're going to have to just try to learn on the fly. It's like an uh, expedited version of what they had to do during the regular season. And so it's just going to be a matter of how quickly they can make those adjustments of trying to figure out how to be in the postseason. All right. So they win tonight if, and did you just answer it? That's what I'm just trying to figure out if you, I mean, you got to figure out how to be there, but they win tonight if blank executes the way they need to. How's that sound? Hmm. Uh, is it too easy of an answer to say the offense? Um, no. I, I think, I, I mean, the, the offense is needed, but maybe Jose Ramirez, and maybe we can put that on, on him a little bit more. Uh, they just, the offense needs somebody to be a leader here and show the way, for maybe a lack of a better phrase. It's just, Ramirez is the veteran who's been here and they need to be able to lean on him. He needs to be able to have some power as much as this team is driven by base hits and going first to third and playing small ball in the postseason. You do need to have the power and he needs to be the guy that sort of leads that way. And so as long as there's so many answers to that question. I, Shane Bieber has to keep the offense in the game long enough for them to be able to figure this out. But I, I think that the the offense is the biggest key right now, and and they're going to need somebody to help be that spark plug. And I think it's it's going to fall on Jose Ramirez at this point in the season to yeah, try I, to help lead his team to do that. Mandy, I thought that was him the other night, and then Naylor came up and hit into a double play, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. You explained it perfectly, and I was just like, and I thought he tried to do that the other night as much as he could, but. If the next guy behind you hits a ground ball, it's kind of tough to uh, avoid the double play. Yeah. That double play, those double plays killed him the other night, too. Mm-hmm. Andy, I, I know you're all over your work for this series. I, I know your heart is somewhere else with a friend of yours who's dealing with some things, and you're going to do a half marathon to help out? 
I am. Yes, Sarah Langs. I know the baseball world knows her so well, uh, and they should. She's the best. She's the best out there for baseball stats. If you're not following her, please do yourself a favor. And if you're even the smallest of baseball fans, make sure you're following her slangs on sports on Twitter. Um, just actually with her last night, the nice weird off day in between game one and game two, it's allowed me to get out there and, and go visit her, which was really fun. She announced last week, actually a week ago today, that she has ALS uh, announced that publicly. She's been battling this for a while in silence. And it's just been so inspiring to see her continue her work, not let this be uh, an, an obstacle for her. I mean, it is, but she's not allowing it to be. And it's really, really impressive because anyone who knows anything about ALS at all knows how difficult it is for, to anyone to balance, let alone someone who's in their 20s. And it's just it's hard to believe that it can affect everyone of all ages because you just think of it being something that always affects people who are at least later in their life. And so it's there's just not enough known about this disease. I, I will admit, I've admitted it every time I talk about it, that I didn't know really anything about it until Sarah told me that she was dealing with it. And uh, it's just hard to believe that since Luke Eric talked about himself having it, there haven't been many advances since then in the medical field. And so as much as I can, I just want to raise money and awareness make sure people understand what this disease is and try to raise as much money as possible. Sarah's biggest focus is trying to donate to research so that nobody else has to deal with what she's dealing with. Because of course, in typical Sarah fashion, she wants to focus on everyone else and not her. Um, I'm fighting her on that to make sure that half the money we raise will go to her to help her battle with this. Uh, she wants to fight how much she's going to get, but we'll, 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 we'll duel it out later. But um, I think that the biggest thing is that we're just helping the ALS community regardless, whether it's her or anybody else. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. All right. And how can people help, Mandy? I have uh, the GoFundMe link that we are raising money on pinned to my Twitter page. If you go to my Twitter, at MandyBell02. Um, I don't really know how GoFundMe works, but I think you can search things there. Uh, it's Let's End ALS for Sarah if you're on GoFundMe. Um, so it, those are the, probably the two easiest ways to, to track and literally any, anything can help. And even just a simple retweet of that link, uh, if you can help to just try, try to help spread awareness. It can spark people to want to look up ALS and, and learn about it and help people understand, uh, what people are going through or just what the early signs are for possibly going to be someone who's next, which is just awful. And we just want to help try to better this community as much as we can. Mandy, thank you. Appreciate that information and hope you're covering a baseball game tonight. Thanks, Mandy. I know. Thank you. Mandy Bell, MLB.com, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 